All right, well, let's look at Hebrews 13, verse 5. You know, uh, several weeks ago, when we got into this, thought, well, we're just going to cover this in one night, but there was more here, and it, it, it just kind of grew, and uh, we're just going to camp on this and get into some of these things, I believe. So uh, we're going to stay on this series. Hebrews 13, verse 5. It says, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Verse 5 said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6 says, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Isn't that what we were, we were talking about in the offering? The, the Lord is the one we look to, and He is always with us. So we can, we can boldly say, I, I'm going forward. I'm not going to fear. The Lord's my helper. I can boldly say, He's the one that helps me. Well, how are you going to get out of that? How are you going to go forward? The Lord's going to help me. And somebody would say, well, isn't that a crutch, what you can't do it yourself? No. Nope. Uh, he knows everything. You know, people, people are all in different kinds of places. They, some, see, you know, people, and we're all like this, we, we become comfortable with certain individuals, and so maybe we're comfortable around them. You know, we, we're okay with letting down a little bit, and we're okay with taking help from some people. And other people, it's like, no, I, you know, I don't know you well enough. Well, the more we get to know God the more we can rely on him. He should be the one that we trust more than anyone. And the thing is, he's more capable than anyone. There's not a person you can name on the planet that has more ability, that has a fraction of the ability that he does. And so we can say, he's my helper. There's nothing, there's not a shame in that. That's faith, that's a boldness. It, the more you go in life, you should realize that you need help. If we think we don't need help, we can do it all ourselves, then we're, we're uh, deceived. And the further we go, if we realize that's actually the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to need help. And if you're going to do what God called you to do, then you're going to need help. If it's just everything you can handle, then you're probably not doing what God called you to do. If there aren't some places where you're like, how are we going to get this done? How is this going to, I don't see how this is going to happen. If you don't get to that place, you're probably not doing everything that God's called you to do. doesn't mean you're not doing some things. It just means that God's going to keep bringing you up. And you won't always be able to see everything. In fact, I know you won't be able to see everything ahead of you. It's always been like that. You read the Bible. God, over and over, his people had to trust him and step out and do what he told them to do. And then they saw the victory. But when they, you're walking it out, if you would just read some of the accounts in the, in the word, it looked pretty grim. It didn't look like they were going to win. And if you're going by sight, well, you'd think it's done. But you're supposed to need help. If you're going to do what God called you to do, you're going to have to walk by faith. And walking by faith means that you trust him 
and you trust him, so you are going to step out what he's called you to do, knowing you're not stepping out alone, even though it may feel like you're alone. If you're doing what he called you to do, then he's always there with you. It's important to do what he called you to do. Because, yes, he's always with us. As a Christian, he's always with us, and he's always there to support, but he, his grace is there where he's told you to be and what he's told you to do. See, those are, some people say, well, God's always with me, therefore, basically, I can go around, and whatever I do, he kind of just blesses it. That's not true. He's going to help you as much as he can. But if he told you to do something and you said, well, I'm not doing that, I'm going to go over here, he's not there in the same way. Can you see that? If he told you to do this and his grace is there and his ability is there to do it, then that's the direction we ought to be. If we say, well, no, I'm going over here, well, he, his, his power and strength isn't there. Now, he's there with you, but if you listen closely... He's going to be saying, get over here. He's not going to go, oh, okay, well, I guess this is all right. I'll just, we'll go this way. It's not going to, that's not what's going to happen. He's going to help you, but we, ought, we do have a responsibility to look to him. Otherwise, it's pretty much just you do whatever you want to do, and God will just bless that. That's not true. That's not what Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours will be done. That's what we need to do. Not, not my will, but yours be done, but if, if we're if we are walking in his will, then he is there to help. Now, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you, but he's there to, to, to make uh, real what he has told you to do. But he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And why would you want to get away from him anyway? Why would you want to do something? If he told you to do something, if you truly believe he is God, and he is uh, the helper, and he is the one that you're to look to, why would you want to do something else? Well, there's lots of reasons. It's our flesh. It could be fear. You see what God's told you to do, but you're, you're like, I don't see how, so I'm going to try to go do this other thing. Well, still, he's told you to do something, and so we need to say, regardless if there's fear, if there's circumstance, whatever, I'm still going to just go after you, Lord and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to trust that you're there, and you'll get me in the right place. And somebody said, well, I just don't know if I can hear him. Well, we, we've talked about that a lot, and we have series on that, but the bottom line is just press into him. He'll make sure you hear. If you'll, if you'll put him first, number one, read your Bible. Every time you pick up your Bible, that's God speaking to you. Well, I just can't hear God. There's just too much going on. Then take some time out and read your Bible. He will speak to you. He'll speak to you through his word. And the same way he's speaking to you through his word is how you learn to hear him so that when he's talking to you about stuff that's not specifically in the word, the, the concepts are in the word, but he's, not, he's talking to you about what do you need to do in this business deal. Well, that's not written in the Bible. How to manage your business and the way to treat people is in the Bible, but who to do business with is not there. How are you going to know? How are you going to know what job to take? How are you going to, you're going to get familiar with his voice. You're going to get familiar with how he's leading you. And so you are going to hear him. So he's going to get you in the right place. Just stay close to him. If you, if you think, I, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I'm hearing him, get in the word. Just start, spend more time in the word. Well, I'm too busy. Well, 
running around busily in the wrong direction is not productive. If you take time out and say, I'm just going to get in the Word and be quiet, you could save yourself days or weeks of running around in the wrong direction. So we, we just trust that He's there. He's always going to be there. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And trust Him that He's taking us where we need to be and that He's helping us. Look at Hebrews 13.5 in the NLT. Hebrews 13.5 in the NLT. It says, For he has said, I will never leave you, or I will never fail you, I will never abandon you. Now we emphasize this, some in some of the first ones. He, he will not abandon you. He will not fail you, ever. So we need to get that settled. And this is part of renewing our mind. Because you have thoughts that, wait, he did abandon me. He did fail me. In the Amplified Classic, same verse, Hebrews 13, 5. It says, For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you. You got the next, uh, yeah, next part of it. He himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you. Nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. And we went over that in some detail. He is making it very clear. This, is, this, this version, this translation, is just bringing out how strong the language out is that it's not going to happen. I will not, I won't leave you. I'll always be there. I'm always there in every circumstance. I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to relax and take a break and, oh, something, something swooped in and got you at that point. I won't do that. I'm not going to let you go. He's with us, period. And we want to be with him. If The more we know he's with us, then the more we want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm hooked up. You know, like somebody said, I, I'm going to be following him so close that if he stops, I'm going to bump into him because I'm just, I'm right on, I'm right there. If he stops, I'm going to be like, oh, because I want to be close to him because I know he's with me, so I want to be fully with him. I want to be fully in the, the, the pathway that he has for me. Look at Isaiah 41.10. We read this too, and let's read it, and we'll go on. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Somebody said, I'm afraid. Well, don't be afraid because he's with me. Right there, the more we get a hold of what we're saying about him being with us, that will deal with fear. Yeah, but there's such and such. Yeah, but he's with you. Yeah, but the doctor said this. Yeah, but he's with you. Yeah, but I don't know financially what's going to happen. Yeah, but he's with you. You know, just... You're looking at the circumstance and say, oh, yeah, I know God, but there's this and this and this. Yeah, but you need to put another but, right? Just, just make sure the last but in the sentence is, but God. But God's with me. Don't let it stand on but, 
the doctor said, but the finances say, but I don't know how this is going to happen. Oh, you could. You could say that. Just make sure you catch yourself and add another but to it at the end. But, you know, you look at this, your, your, your spouse comes and says such and such, and yeah, well, I believe God. And then they say, then you're like, yeah, but where is it going to come from? Just add one more and say, but God's with us and he's going to bring us over and just leave it there. Don't let the conversation drop on the, one of those other buts. <laughs> Don't leave it on but something else. Just but God and make it positive. But God's always been there. But God's always brought us through. But God has done it before. And we're just going to leave it on that but. And if you said the wrong thing, just throw another but on it. You catch it. Everybody. I mean, we're all tempted to say the wrong thing. You, you find something coming out of your mouth that's the wrong thing, just throw another butt right on there and make sure it's focused on God and then shut up. Good practical way just to keep, keep on keeping on. Oh, no, I said the wrong thing. Just throw another one on there and just go on. And call it, call it good. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. So you're down. What's a good answer? He's my God. I'm dismayed. I'm feeling dismayed. But he's my God, so I'm not going to feel dismayed. My feelings aren't going to be the end of it. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Well, I feel weak, but, I'll, but he'll strengthen me. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I just don't know where the help's coming from. He said, but I'll help you. He said, I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'll uphold you. That means I'll strengthen you. I'll keep you up. I'll keep you going. Look at it in the Amplified, same verse, Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Isn't that what we just said? Do not fear, in brackets, anything, because I'm with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. Sometimes we just need to be assured. Stuff is looking at the wrong, it looks wrong, it looks like stuff's not going, and we just need to say, yeah, be assured, self, he'll help us. Because the devil will tell you, not this time. And he tells you, well, you know, say, well, God has come through time and time and again. He'll try to tell you, yeah, but not this time. This is too big. This is different. You know, if you just start going back, the more God does for you, if you just start going back and realize what you felt like so many times and when you didn't know what was going to happen, but God came through, and then you look at the current situation, you say, well, how is this different? God's going to come through again. But how? Well, I didn't know other 58 times, so that it's good. It's okay. I don't have to know. I just follow Him. I'll just go after Him. Do not go, let's put that up again. Do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take a hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. I'm going to take a hold of you. And the end result is going to be justice, power, victory, salvation. In other words, we're coming through. We're coming over. If God is with you and he's got a hold of you and you're hooked up with him, then this is the result. 
We just need to stay there. No, he's coming. He's with me. He's with me. He hadn't left me. Be assured he's going to help me. Sometimes maybe you just need to tell that to yourself. Be assured, self. He's going to help us. He's going to come through. Now let's look at 2 Timothy 4, verse 9. It says, Be diligent to come to me quickly. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Okay, now, I want you to see, as, as this is the Apostle Paul uh, writing to Timothy, what he's saying here. He's talking about people forsaking him. People. Okay? Look back at verse 10. Oh, it's up. It's, it's still up. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And he loves what's going on now. He has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me in ministry. And Tychicus, I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Notice these are all people. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Verse 17, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me, and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for His heavenly kingdom. To Him be glory forever and ever. Now Paul is talking about, and this is at the end of his life. Second Timothy is, is when he's, he's about to leave the earth. But he's talking about people leaving him and forsaking him, and abandoning him, abandoning him. But notice, God didn't. God stuck with him. Look at, so he listed all these people, and then look at verse 16. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against him. Against them. Paul, the apostle, he's preached, he's done the works of God, he's seen miracles, he's seen signs, and people left him. I mean, there's, there's not many people in history that have done more for the kingdom of God than the apostle Paul. And yet, he's getting close to the end of his life and people are leaving him. They're forsaking him. People can fail you. That's not the same as God failing you. Look at, look at the next part. Verse 17, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. So he just got done. Everybody left me, but all forsook me. And then he said, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. But the Lord stood with me. So God didn't leave him. God hadn't forsaken him. Didn't he say... 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. Well, it looks like all the people left me. I'm the Apostle Paul. I'm, I'm, do, I'm laying my life down literally to do your work. These people ought to be helping me. He's saying, well, they didn't. They're, they're not doing it, but I don't hold it against them. But they all forsook me, but God was with me. And whenever you maybe feel like, well, nobody's with me. Well, number one, we know God's with you. Number two, okay, uh, that's not necessarily out of the ordinary. I mean, think, there'd be people, if you had the opportunity to be around the Apostle Paul, most, a lot of people would be like, oh man, I'm, I'm there. Well, evidently, in his day and time, there's a lot of people that had the opportunity and didn't take it. Well, surely, I mean, if I were different, then they'd, they'd, they'd like me and they, they would always be with me. <laughs> The Apostle Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament, and I believe he wasn't just a complete hypocrite. I believe he walked some of it out. I don't think he was just running people off. I'm sure he got stuff done. He wasn't, you know, sitting around and doing nothing, so I think he was a, a strong personality, but people were not, not staying around. But God stood with him. And he said, verse 17, But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully with me. In other words, God was faithful to stand by him so that what he called, what God called him to do, was going to get done, whether other people failed him or not. Other people do not determine you fulfilling God's purpose for your life. If God told you to do something and you're faithful to do that, it's going to get done with you and Him. And other people can choose to join in, but if He told you to do it and you hook up with Him, you're going to get it done. Don't get your eye on people. You look at people, then you start blaming people, and then you start pulling on people and trying to get them to hook up with what you're doing. Uh, let God hook them up, and as they hook up with you, You'll be thankful for it, but follow God. But don't get your eye on somebody that didn't, uh, they failed you in some way. You know, whether you're in a business or you're in another in Denver or whatever, uh, family, whatever, somebody could have failed you, but don't, uh, don't make that associated with God. Even if they were a Christian, even if they were, you know, somebody you thought, well, they, they ought to know. Why, why, did they, uh, why did they do such and such? Well, people fail. They're not God. There could be any number of reasons. Just their flesh. Could, maybe they didn't really fail you. You thought they failed you, and you thought they should be doing something that they didn't need to do. It could be on your end. Well, no, it ne could never. Well, you better be open to it because you could be mad at somebody for no reason. You think they ought to, should, you know, they should be doing what you think they should do, and then you're mad, and really they didn't do anything wrong. Maybe they don't even know. They, you thought, you think they failed you, but really they didn't even understand what you were talking about in something, so they, they're just innocently going down the road and didn't mean to slight you at all. Sometimes we think everything's about us. Somebody else just going on with their day and didn't mean to... to overlook us or do something, but then, you know, there's sometimes people legitimately 
uh, let you down. That could be disappointing. But if we're going to go on with God, we've got to trust Him and believe that no matter what, He's with us. He's with us no matter what. Look at John 16, verse 31, Jesus speaking. Jesus answered them and said, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, now has come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. He's talking about what's going to happen. This is Jesus talking to the disciples, and he's saying, This is an hour is coming, you're going to all leave me. And he said, You're going to leave me alone. And he said, Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. See, he knew. The Father's with me. You may leave me alone, but, but I'm not alone. That needs to be how we think. That's the way Paul is Paul saying, everybody let, left me, but God was with me. Jesus himself is saying, now we're going to talk a little bit about you know, Jesus because he went through some stuff and on our behalf. But at this point, he's saying, I'm not alone because the Father is with me. Verse 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So he said, you're going to leave me, but I'm not going to be alone because the Father's with me. And he said, I'm speaking to you so that you may have peace. And he said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but I've overcome the world. He said, you're going to bump up against some stuff. Some of that stuff could be people failing you. It could be circumstances pushing in some way. But we need to understand God's with me no matter what it looks like, and I can come over. But one thing that happens, can happen if we're not careful, we're talking about God being with us, He's always with us. Everybody say, God is with me. Always. All the time. He never leaves me. He never abandons me. He never fails me. Never has. Never will. Okay, we need to renew our mind to where we get more and more established in that. We need to believe that. Because things can and maybe have in the past, there can be circumstances that happen that you don't understand exactly what happened, and the enemy will tell you, God failed you. That did not happen. Did you hear me? God did not fail you. He's never failed any of his own, ever. Ever. But people could have failed you. Circumstances, you know, you may something happen that you didn't understand, and it can try to push on you to wait a minute, where was God? Satan will whisper that to you. Anybody ever have had Satan whisper? You don't have to raise your hand, but you know, you can. Where was God? What, why did that happen? And it could, it could have to do with people, could have to do with something else. You know what? It, why didn't God take care of this? Well, like Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. In other words, the world's not perfect. We spent some time talking about this in the series Victory Over Darkness. The world is a fallen world. Satan is the God of this world. 
Adam was, you could say, the god of this world. God gave him uh, authority in the world uh, to, to run it, basically. And, and, he, and Adam bowed his knee to Satan. And so there is a devil in this world, and there is stuff that happens in this world, all because people sin. And I'm not talking about something that could happen, that some individual sinned, but because Adam sinned, he, everything, we are all subject to that. We live in a fallen world. And so the world's not perfect. It's not heaven. Stuff happens in this world, and people say, well, God allowed something to happen. But the insinuation is he was behind it. See, him allowing something to happen is not the same as him commissioning it and doing it. In other words, it is in his will. God did not fail you. He was with you. He never abandoned you. Somebody said, well, this happened. Why did he allow something to happen? Trying to separate you from God. Well, it's like this. God has set certain things in the world in place. He put, he put uh, certain laws in, into motion. Um, he, so, he told his people, if you do such and such, you'll be blessed. If you do other things, there's curses. He, he said what, he put certain things into to, to motion and said what would happen. Now, men have sinned overall, Adam, and could be individuals. There's, there's stuff that's fallen on this world, in this world. And so you couldn't say because God set something into motion, because people didn't do and follow Him, that the things He said would come to pass came to pass, that somehow He did it. For instance, there is a law of gravity. Now, if a gentleman was on his roof working and, you know, doing some repairs and he slipped and fell off and hurt himself... You couldn't say God did that, that he commissioned it, that it was God's will, because, you know, after all, he put the law of gravity into place. No, it wasn't his will that anybody would fall off a roof. It could have been because the person, uh, you know, there was just an accident, did something. It could have been carelessness. But you couldn't, you wouldn't say God, that was God's will. Because he put the laws in place does not mean it was his will that somebody would be hurt. His will was that they wouldn't be hurt. But because something happens, then people will say, well, see, that was God. God allowed it. Well, he created gravity. Well, he allowed that to happen as if he meant it to happen. God's not responsible for all the stuff that happens in this world because something happens People will blame him, and then they'll say, well, see, he wasn't there. He was there. And his will is for us to have good. He never failed anybody yet. Ever. And so people will get the idea, you know, people people talk about in religious circles, we talk about God taking people, like when they die. Well, God took them. You know, uh, Brother Hagin was telling a story once. 
talking about there was a situation where there was some equipment, and to operate that equipment, you needed to be on this, this pad, and you had to make sure because there was the potential that you could be something electrically could happen to you. You needed to be in the, the you do the right safety procedures and all that. And somebody would end up being hurt, and they weren't following the safety procedures. Somebody say, well, God took them. And then, but when people follow the safety procedures, somebody said, it's amazing that how many fewer people God takes. When they're just following the right procedure. See, it's not God taking them. There are stuff that happens in this world. There's, there's human error that happens. There is running away from God. There is the fact that we live in a fallen world. And people have ideas. That, see, the, the world is religious. The world has gotten ideas about who God is and what He does and what He doesn't do. So they have this idea, you just never know what He's going to do. No, you know what God's going to do. He's faithful. He's good. His word is true. You can depend on it. Satan will try to come and lie to you about certain circumstances and try to tell you somehow God failed. Well, this person failed. That means God failed. This accident happened into this person, so that means God failed. You don't see everything behind the scenes, and, and it's not God causing it. God doesn't, he doesn't commission everything that happens on this earth. There are certain things that have been set in motion, and we live in a fallen world, and stuff happens, and God didn't, it's not God's hand. And so we say, well, he allowed it, so he committed. No, he, that's not the same as commissioning. No more than somebody falling off a roof, saying that he put the law of gravity into place so that somehow it's his fault. He should have just suspended it. There's things that are just human error. Somebody made a mistake. Why do we say all that? Because people will look at circumstance and they'll look at at something that happened to somebody else even and get offended at God and, and they'll have trouble believing that God is with them and God is with us and we need to settle that he is for us he is with us that he will never leave us nor forsake us and not let some halfway explanation about something that may or may not happen or misunderstanding of something pull us away from trusting and fully relying on him all the time Because it will do it. You know, people can get offended at God through somebody else's story. Well, I, this happened to so-and-so, and where was God? And they have no idea what happened in that situation. Yeah. You have no idea if the account that they're saying is right, that they have all the details, and that, but the, 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 they jump to the conclusion that somehow it was God that failed. God's word's true, and his... His character never changes. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Look at Matthew 27, verse 45. Matthew 27, verse 45 says, Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over the land, and about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is God my God, my God, 
Why have you forsaken me? So God did forsake Jesus. Why? So that we would never have to be forsaken. Jesus was made sin. God turned his back on Jesus because Jesus became sin for us so that we could be received as sons, of sons and daughters and never be forsaken. Never be forsaken, never be abandoned, never be left. Isaiah 7, 14 says the word, Emmanuel, it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Prophesying about Jesus coming. And then in Matthew uh, 1, verse 22 and 23, it says, So this was all done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. He came to be the Son of God on the earth with humanity and to make the way so that God could be with us all the time. That's why Jesus came. So he's with us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't abandon us. He will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Never has. Amen.